mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, just wanted to let you know in this episode, we do discuss suicide. So please take care while listening. Hey guys, it's Kayla. Candace isn't able to join us today, but we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s. And surprise, we don't. And that's okay. You know, it, sometimes it's easy to feel and say, I'm just one individual. What difference can I make? Well, the answer is a huge impact if you set your mind to it. Today, I am sitting down with one of my newest friends and favorite people. His name is Anthony Cool Ant Williams. As soon as I heard his story, I knew I had to have him on Directionally Challenged because Ant saw a problem with his community and he didn't wait for anyone else to step in. 
He stepped up and started to fix it step by step. Ant is here to share his story and how just a few pieces of paper and a lot of motivation changed an entire community. So without further ado, here is Ant Williams. Ant, you're here. Ant Williams, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. You and I met at a football game. And somewhere around the third quarter, you started sharing your story with me. And I was really excited and motivated. And I think our world can feel so big sometimes. And it's easy to feel like I'm just one small person. What difference can I make? And I I want our list. I mean, you're the answer to that. I mean, you are proof of the answer. You know, I want our listeners to know that they can make a difference. So I knew I had to have you on. Can you start from the beginning? Talk to us about where you're from in Baltimore. And can you take our listeners to the beginning of the pandemic when you realized COVID-19 was affecting your community so drastically? Yes, definitely. So originally from East Baltimore, and I grew up in the same home for 29 years. You can basically say I'm a family, grew up in the neighborhood, my grandma, my mom, and they, they all took care of the neighborhood as well. They were like caretakers. So coming up, like I growing up, I was watching my grandmother like literally make dinner and like just take it outside and like feed the community or like if, if, if food wasted in the house, we would like like take bread to the birds and go feed the birds. Or, you know, we was always trying to find out what we can do to like, you know, make something more sustainable or, you know, recycle something and help other people. So uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, as I was seeing all these like news reports just coming in um, as far as how it was affecting the African-American community, because a big part of it was also they were pushing the vaccine as well. And they were saying like how, you know, these communities are taken to it and these communities aren't taken to it. And the ones that aren't are suffering from these health issues. And me, I always thought like it's an underlying thing to everything. So I wanted to find like, what's that underlying issue of why COVID is affecting you know, my community as much or more than these other communities. So I started doing some research and came across a, a life expectancy map that was created by Baltimore City. And it was broken down by the zip codes. And each of these zip codes had a life expectancy rate on how long they think the people in this neighborhood will live based off of the health. So not even just crime, like crime was separate, but just based off of like health resources, um, access you have to like healthy foods and things of that nature, or even just the education of, and just finding out that the places that lack those things, life expectancy rate was a lot lesser than neighborhoods that were about 10, 15 minutes away as far as a drive. And I lived in one of these neighborhoods. So it was at that moment, always been one about outreach and wanting to make people days better. But there's no better way to like help someone than like to show them that they can, they're capable of doing more. And then also like just health, period, just like putting people in control of their health and in control of their own narrative about the balance of or educating them on the balance of or things we can do to find healthy foods or places we can go. So what was the life expectancy rate? So in my neighborhood it was 65 to 70. Oh, the age was 65 to 70. So people only lived until they were 65 or 70 years old. That was the average. At average, it was people in this community will live up to. So just imagine being this 20-year-old, this 25-year-old that's like, yo, I love my community. I love my neighborhood. And then you sit back and really think about it like, wait, dang, man, Mr. Tom did die around like 60 years old from a heart attack. Or, you know, this person did die around this age from this type of health issues. And then then it starts to play on you. So it was that that moment. I'm like, all right, what do I got to do to make it better? Like my mom is 55 years old, you know. Right. And how old was your grandma at the time? My, my grandmother, she's one of the few, but I told you, like, she she was a lot different from everybody in the neighborhood. So right now my grandmother is 
for grandma. Man, grandma, 73, 74. Oh, so grandma's already beating the statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma her. did it. But like when I think about like the lifestyle she lived, it made sense because I told you, like, she was feeding the community. She was always outside. She was walking around, picking up boxes, moving boxes, making sure this person was taken care of. So she could only take care of everybody else because she took care of herself. But the people that wasn't taking care of themselves, you know, eventually like they subsided and, and passed on. And you said the community's about 10 to 15 minutes outside of your community. The life expectancy rate was so much higher. And when you did your research, what did you feel like was the difference between your community and the other ones about 10 to 15 minutes away? One of the one of the things you can easily see that we automatically point to is the fact that like we don't have grocery stores. We were we were like forced to buy groceries from what some people call them bodegas. Back home, we call them corner stores, which is like literally like food marts that sell everything. But it's all like processed. Like a 7-Eleven type kind? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a small family owned 7-Eleven. Exactly. Like, and we, we were buying like dinner out of there, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like you, like places you can go and buy two slices of cheese if you need it. Like you, you don't even have to buy a whole pack. Or if you need one trash bag, it's 25 cents. Now it's 50 cents. But you can buy one trash bag or like you can go get one can of greens or like, and the prices are a lot higher because, you know, but we, we're very thankful for these places because if they weren't there, we, we really wouldn't have anything. And a lot of the people in your community didn't have a way to get to a grocery store. Right. Because they didn't have a car. And obviously walking was uh, how many miles? How many miles would Um, it have been? The the nearest grocery store was about like a four or five mile walk. Right. And And you buy one gallon of milk and you have to walk five miles all the way back. And it's, it's just too much. So people just normally go there and get it or like. If they had, and a lot of older people lived in my neighborhood as well. So it's like if they had like nieces, nephews, or like if it was like one of us, we'll, we'll go to the grocery store for them if we could. But how often is that really going to happen? Right. So you, this is what I love so much about you. You, instead of waiting for someone to fix this issue or even just accepting the reality of it, you took it into your own hands. So can you talk to us about what your mindset was at this point and how you decided to just freaking handle it. You're on your own. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really solution-based. So what I did was created an organization called Neighborhood Hero. Uh, I thought about the name later too. The name came so much later because we already, I'm a firm believer in doing the work, uh, well, doing the action without the title. So even like before we label anything as a nonprofit or outreach, we were like, yo, I want to start this free fitness program and we're just going to go to you know, different neighborhoods and we're going to host these free workouts. Um, and then I'll invite everybody to my home on Tuesdays and we'll just uh, you know, go on a community run. And if you can't run, we'll walk. And if you can't walk, you can just hand out waters and everybody get back because we just want to build a camaraderie, you know, and, and get people going. So it was all about the progress and just like putting it in front of people and, and making it fun. So it was like, it was literally just us putting up to different neighborhoods, whether we had flyers or rather it was word of mouth or rather we're running through as a pack and they're like, wow, who are these people? And we'll, we'll stop and just talk like, and we, we on purpose ran through these neighborhoods. So um, some people call them the projects. Some people call them like uh, government homes, but we would literally run through these neighborhoods, 10, 15, a hundred deep, 200 deep, stop, talk to the kids real quick, pick up, take off and just like educating people on everything we got going on. So you print the flyers and you put them just on people's doors to let them know what you're going to do. You're deciding, okay, we're going to start 
a community run. We're going to put the flyers up. And day one, you just you decide to start this community run. Are you nervous that no one's going to show up? Are you nervous? No, I, that, like, I, I wasn't because I, okay. I, I kind of had a following already that people saw what I was doing in Baltimore already. So like I was I was doing cookouts for the homeless. I was doing back to school haircuts. So people knew that I cared about the city. I just didn't have that one thing that was like, this is what I'm going to stick to. This is what I want to give to you all. And when COVID happened, I was like, wait, I played sports all my life. I love fitness. I love health. I love balanced diets. This is what I want to do. Like, like, you know, like, let me let me help y'all live longer. And it was people that were coming and like that testimony was like, bro, I didn't know I could run one mile. Oh, my gosh. Like the first two miles, I crushed it. And and when you see that type of empowerment in people, it, it triggers in, in other things and ripples ripples into like their lives in other ways. Because now you're like, you're like, man, I, I, have, I haven't cracked the book open in five years, but wait, I just ran three miles. I know I can do it. You know, like, it's just, this is something else I can do. So that was the whole goal. Running is so great too because it it's a it's free. You can literally just pick up and start running anywhere. And b if you're so strategic about it because you chose your route to run through the communities that you felt like needed it most. Yeah, and my I think I map it out. You, your friends. So when you say we, it's you and a bunch of buddies that just decided to start this organization. Because as as a mother, I'm like thinking, oh wow, if I had a son who was 25 and just had a group of buddies and they decided to start this in their free time, you're really impacting your community. And that's so honorable. So true story. What happened was I was running one day and I used to always run past these group of guys that did like the bar tricks or like the pull-up bar. And I just I just stopped one day and I was like, yo, y'all gotta teach me this, bro. Like I, I want to learn this myself. So I was learning it and just talking. I always would post something to say, yeah, we building bodies and we building bonds. And I got with these guys and COVID was happening around the same time. So I, I went to the guys and these guys were like, a lot of them did a lot of time in prison, so they were, like, trying to better themselves. So they became, like, personal trainers, and they needed a way to be like, yo, I'm trying to, like, you know, get back into the, into society, you know? And I was like, yo, use your talent of working out. I'll use my talent of running. We can form this group and go into these neighborhoods and make this thing happen. And, and the guys were on board. And, you know, it was different for the personal trainers because, like, they make their money from working people out. So the, our, our goal was to introduce them to the people through the free program and then they'll get booked for like their personal sessions or whatever for the people that can afford it. But the overall goal was to at least have like once a week, twice a week, three times a week, this one setting where we're inviting everybody out for free just to get them active and get them going. And I think this run, I mean, it had like 200 people, right? I mean, we're talking like a massive mass of people running through the city of Baltimore, (laughs) helping each other out, giving each other high fives. And it's amazing because, you know, you guys are so accepting of people at all different athletic abilities because it is really hard when you aren't experienced in or athletic to start something like that. That's the hardest part is showing up and doing it. And then when you create an environment like that, where everyone's welcome, if you want to walk it, you can walk it. It's all good. And then you bring everyone back to your house afterwards. It's a home. It's a community. I know this question sounds really cheesy, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How does it feel to have changed so many people's lives because of this research you did and a decision that you made and it not only have you impacted people you will continue to impact people yeah it, it, it feels it feels really good especially coming from a city like baltimore where it's like 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 the rep is not the best you know of, of that city but i tell everybody i can't speak from those experiences i can't speak from baltimore being a bad city because it's like 
I, I really get back the love that I dish out in so many ways, rather it's me just sitting down for a drink at the bar, rather it's me like at church, or rather it's me just going for a run, just people see me throughout the city like, yo, that's aunt, yo, aunt, aunt, aunt. And you know, it, it just feels good to have that type of effect on people and to know that like when people see you, they see good and, and, and they see this light and and it keeps me going. Like it, it motivates me in many ways. So it's the whole iron sharpening iron effect or concept. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. Yeah, just as much as like I'm putting out, I'm, I'm receiving it from the people. So like that's what's really able to get me going. But when you see people like one of my friends right now, he, he started working out with us. He's down like. 150 pounds right now and he hits me up all the time 
Yeah. If, if y'all want to follow his Instagram is 410 dot. You can follow his whole journey. And he was my college roommate and we were both from Baltimore. And like, just to see like people like him or like somebody hit me and was like, Hey man, I passed my police test because of you, you know? And you know, I, I got in shape because of you or like just to watch like so many different people and like it had that effect. And, and like, it was groups already doing it before, but when you, when you see like you bring your niche and like you said, like, I never really thought like how intentional we were about it because even in our route, we started together and we ended together. So we had like a walking and a running group, but everybody started the same way. And then we meet at a certain point in the route and then we make our way back together, right? You're walking or running. Um, we just, you know, from start to finish, but just the inclusivity, just wanting everybody to feel apart. And if you couldn't walk and run, we told you to bring your bike and just pedal next to us, you know, but it's, it's a guy back home called the running man. And he got this quote where he says, movement is medicine. So that, that was our whole goal was just get people moving and get them going because we recognize like, you know, you can drive 10 minutes down the road and live in a neighborhood to where you live 15, 20 years longer. And we talk about years, you know? And so it, it was like, you know, we can sit here and we can complain about it. Like, oh, we don't have grocery stores or, oh, you know, the people aren't coming here. But we was like, nah, like, hey, let's get these runs going. And we started partnering with different organizations and they were bringing fresh produce to the neighborhood. So we were able to get like cabbage and that's how I learned what cabbage was. You know, when we started bringing the produce, like, because you get introduced to these new things and new ways of living and, you know, healthy eatings um, that you just want to like kind of adopt and then just share with everybody else. So, uh, Gosh. Yeah. I mean, so now people can walk or run or ride their bike multiple miles. And the goal is that they can make it to the grocery store, right? And they can buy the cabbage and buy all the things that they need. And that's incredible. And, you know, you start that with one family and then they pass that down to the next generation, next generation. So if you think about the ripple effect, how many people you have affected and will affect, I, I just want to talk about your mindset for a minute because, you, you know, your whole thing is I counter everything negative with a positive. Hopefully that will trigger somebody else causing the ripple effect, right? How did you come to that? How, how did you, how are you able to wake up every morning and continue to live that way? Uh, I, I'm going to share some stories, man, but I, I can say, I, as I can say, we, we, we grew up tough and eventually you get tired of the tough days. You get tired of complaining about it because you see like, you know, life don't get easier. You just get tougher. And it's, it's things that I've been through. I don't know how like deep I can go, but. Go deep, go deep. Right, True. Cool, cool. Like it's even like, like, I committed, like, suicide attempts as a teenager, like, just from, like, things I went through as a kid that I, I, I couldn't let go, things that happened to me as a kid that I felt like it was my fault. You know, being where I am today and seeing that effect that I have on people that, you know, you were, like, referring to, to see that effect and knowing, like, dang, I wouldn't have had that effect if I took my life when I was a teenager, you know? I, they wouldn't have got a chance to see that. I wouldn't have got a chance to feel what I feel when I when I when I give that feeling to people, you know. And I want that for everybody because it's like a lot of us go through that. A lot of us, you know, what I'm saying we like we're in our own heads and, and we we just feel like we're kind of like you know where's our place in this world? Like what do I offer? And we all may do the same thing, but like nobody does it like you. And I would not have known that if I didn't get to this point, you know. So that's that's my motivation every day is like waking up and just being thankful that like I'm here and, and happy that I'm here. How like, many? I, how many times did you try to end your life? It was once. Once. And do you mind going there and talking to us about, I mean, I thank God, truly, that you were saved. What, what, what happened? Did someone find you? What was the uh, whole experience? Um, no, I actually went to my mom. I, I told her. Uh, oh, you told so her? I, I, yeah. I was like just sitting in my room, just contemplating different ways. And I, I actually did a way that I tried to like suffocate myself, which really wasn't going to work at all. 
after I did it, I just I went to my mom and I just broke down. I told her like, yo, I'm having these thoughts, you know, because you know, it's one thing like think about suicide, and then it's one thing that I actually like try to attempt it. So the fact I even like tried that much, I was like, yo, this ain't I need help. I went to my mom. My mom, she she's a minister. So she she prays like she's a prayer warrior, and she just like. And she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. It, it was at that point where, like, I started talking to her more. She never knew why. And honestly, I just told my family at age 26 why I tried to do that as a teenager. I even told them, like, what I went through, you know, from from the age, like, what was on my mind and things. But nonetheless, though, it was like, yeah, just just knowing that, like, like I, I wouldn't have saw it. I wouldn't have saw these things. I wouldn't have got a chance to experience these things if that would have been successful or if it would have been a different attempt of trying something else. Right. And what's so good about how you handled that is you knew it was an issue and you thought, I got to go to someone for help. And it's so important to have at least one person in our lives that we can go to. And I love that that was your mama. And I love that she was able to help you. And I wanted to ask you about her because it's perfect lead in because I have a, I just, I'm a mom and, you know, I can't imagine raising someone like you, you know, now you work for Nike and we'll get into all of that in a minute. But you know, Nike saw what you were doing and made a commercial about you and Neighborhood Heroes. And will you talk to me about what it was like for her to see you knowing, just knowing she raised this gem of a human, a change maker. I mean, if my son does anything even remotely close to what you've done, uh, I will feel accomplished as a person. So what was that moment like, you know, going from your experience as a teenager and coming to her with what you just tried to her now seeing you in a Nike commercial telling your story. And this isn't just like you, one of the like cute people in a Nike commercial. This is you, a cool aunt, and your story and your story of running and how you affected Baltimore. So what what was her experience like seeing that? It was unreal for her. And she, like I said, we always played sports. My mom, she always like tell, like, tell everybody, she like, I pray for my sons because she had four girls prior to us. So like she, she literally like said, I pray for my sons. Like, I pray God to have two sons and, you know, this is who he gave me. And like growing up, I was telling you, like, we lost a lot of people. And like her friends were losing her son, like their sons, like to the streets, to to a bunch of things. She kept us busy in sports. So, you know, my brother, and it's so crazy, like my brother, he plays football up in Canada. And then it was me that was like doing my whole community thing and running thing. So it for her, it was like it was it was so unreal. And she she brags about it all the time. And in a way that makes me feel good because like like, you know, cause everybody want to buy their mom a big house. Everybody want to buy their mom a big car, jewelry and everything. But like one of the best things you can give your mom is a feeling that like her investment, like paid off, you know, like the long nights she stayed up, the, the days your dad made her upset and, and he didn't understand what pregnancy was or the days she had to work and be pregnant, the days she had to like, you know, it, it was just so much. So just knowing that like, you know, she, she see that her investment in me is like finally paying off. Like that's, I, that's like it's like one of the most liberating feelings you can feel. Like just knowing, like my mom can smile. I can't buy her a house right now. I can't buy a car. You know, I, I probably can't buy nothing with the rent in LA. But <laughs> but nonetheless, though, I make my mom feel good. You know, and you know what? And that pride is worth. It's like a, worth a million houses, a million cars, a million pieces yes. of jewelry. It's worth that's everything. That's from my mom. So yes, yeah, so you, you would know. Right. You know, I, I appreciate that. So it's January now. You know, we're starting off the new year with new goals new intentions of becoming our best selves. So what mentality can you share? What advice can you give so that we can all understand that it really just takes one person to make big change? Because hearing that is one thing, but actually acting on it is a completely different thing. Um, My favorite quote, and I think I sent it to you all, it said, uh, and I wrote it myself. It says, you know, 
I said, it's crazy how we can look like nothing that we've been through, but perfectly fine for everything that's coming our way. And, you know, I think about it because, like, well, when we look at people, a lot of times, like, we, we kind of judge. Like, we see somebody smiling, we're like, oh, that person's life is probably whatever. Like, but yeah, nonetheless, it's like, you don't know what that person's pushing through. Like, as pretty as this person is, as good as they look, as clean as their shoes are, as nice as their car is, like, that person's making some type of sacrifice, you know? And, and we live in a time of, like, manifesting. And I, I tell my friends, I'm like, bro, you can't manifest anything without sacrificing something. So it's, it's one of those mentalities that we just got to get in, like, all right. What do I have to give up to find this thing in me? And, and for me, it was a lot of people, places, and things. And even in, in the mindset, you know, of that I had, I told you, like, I, I try to commit suicide. And probably a lot of people did it. And a lot of us can, you know, can speak on it. And it's like to, to know that, you know, how do you say, be the change you want to see. That, that's, that's, that's probably the best thing. I, I mean, that's, that's probably the best way I can put it. It's like, like, like really, like, just look at the world and, and look at your life. And, like, what is that that you want to change? And then it's like, like, just figure out what it is you have to let go rather than be thoughts about yourself, rather than be habits you have, places you hang around, people you hang with, or or whatever it is, things you're eating, whatever it, whatever it is you feel like you have to do it. Like we is I'm over here like my legs are like shaking because I'm like, like we just we just have to do that. Right. And because we're not going to find our place until we do that, until we make those sacrifices. Right. That's so true. It's it's <sighs> I'm so happy to hear you say that. And it is so true, but it is really hard sometimes to do that, you know, to control your thoughts and to have to remind yourself that you have the power, you know? Yeah. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. we're back. I know you said you had lost some friends to the streets and stuff like that. So when 
you are back in Baltimore and going through that. What, you know, we have some younger listeners on the podcast and they may really relate to this and feel like they're in a community that's very similar and they're in a situation that's hard to get out of. But can you, what do you tell your friends in those moments when they need your help? The big thing I tell them, and, and we, we talk all the time about this because we at the point where we do like these mental health check-ins and everything. It's like, like utilize your resources. Um, and and we, we can't be afraid to ask for help. Like that's, like, and by resources, I mean like, we can say anything like, oh, oh nobody's going to listen or, and it's like, no, knock on those doors. Like I, I'm your friend for a reason. I, I tell my friend, use me, like use me, use me, please. Like if it's an ear, you know, if it's something that we got to figure out together, let's figure it out. But like we as people, we have to like really like lean on our community and, and, and get out of our own heads because like we were saying earlier, like a lot of times it takes that one person that, that can really just change everything for you. Rather it be like a woman you're dating, a friend that you have, a relative, and we won't, we don't know. <laughs> and I, 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 I like hate these simple quotes, but I love them. Like closed mouths don't get fed. And I always say like closed hearts would never be healed. So it's like, we got to, we got to open up and, and, and long, the longer we stay in closed and, and it's tough because like, it's hard to open up in this world because we got like social media that make jokes about things or like, you know, some people take things and, and, and run with it or, you know, you don't want everybody to know. So they, they you, don't, you don't want to tell nobody because you don't want them to tell anyone else. So it, it, it gets a little tricky and it gets a little like sticky within that. But it's like, once you have those people that you know, you can rely on and like, you can like lean on, it's like use them, you know? I really use them. And then I'm big on faith as well. Like I'm huge on faith. I, I don't tell people like what to believe in or who to believe in, but just to believe in something because it's when, when it's all said and done or, or when everybody's gone and, and, and it gets quiet, like that's when you hear the truth. And, and that truth is like coming from somebody that's, that's going to always be there with you at this. You call it your inner conscious or you call it the voice of God. Like you're going to hear mm. that. Yeah. Wow. So true. So now you've moved to LA and our city is so much better to have you in it. I'm so glad that you are an official Angelino. <laughs> you you work for Nike. You've created quite a following. I know you want to make an impact bigger than your follower count. You and I talked about this. And and as you look to make even a larger mark on the world, what's next? What's next for Aunt Williams? And what's next for Neighborhood Heroes? Yeah. So, so I'm loving LA, loving Los Angeles. Is that the truth? Are you actually loving it? Oh, I love it. I, okay, I just, I, the fact that I can walk to a Trader Joe's, like, it's like, <laughs> I, I I love it. I got like three grocery stores in my neighborhood. Like, the sun is always shining. I'm outdoors. I got a great dame, so she's always, like, happy to be outside oh, and happy to oh be out. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys can't see it, but he just showed me. She's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> we, we love it here. So I can say, like, what's next was, like, my, my first few months, I just wanted to see what LA the difference in LA and Baltimore, like, like, what is, what is that? How does that look? What, what do LA need? You know, cause like, of course they have grocery stores. So it's not like I got to come in and feed people or try to, and then I don't have to really get people moving and motivated to work out because they already do that here. You know, that's, that's, that's the regular, but what LA does need is like a sense of community. So, and continue to build that sense of community. Cause you have like different pockets for, for things of that nature. But once again, I always speak about what can you bring? You know, who, like as an individual so me recognize like what i can bring to the la community for um you know because you have like all right um for example they have like a um it's called the naughty pigs like a bar where like ravens fans go on sundays to watch so it's like a community of ravens fans or like you know they had different concerts for different type of like people different um brands of music that people can go to or like different groups you can join running groups yoga groups and things of that nature so like for me i'm looking to start my own 
running group here, but our, our ultimate goal is going to be to continue that outreach and to find different ways to keep that, com- that sense of community going for the people that's moving here or transitioning here or that's already here. That's amazing. And I, I have to ask, you said there's a Trader Joe's close by. So and you said there's three grocery stores close by. How many miles away are they from you? Like point four, point three. Yeah, yeah. 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 Them and that's clothes. the difference. Like, it's in my backyard. It's right in my mm-hmm. backyard. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like instead of like see that. And that's the difference. Like back home, right? Like that's if I was like, oh, I'm hungry. All right, I'll go to a carry out and get food because it's like right there. You know, that's a, that's closer than the grocery store. Uh, but now it's like if I get hungry, I'll just go to the grocery store, grab some groceries. I'll come back and cook it. Right, right. There's enough time to do that, and then you're you're cooking your own meal, so it's cost effective. And it's healthier and it's just all around better for you. And cooking's good too. Cooking's, you know, good for your soul and you're creating something for yourself and you have food to share. And so there's so much that goes into it. It's not just that, you know, you can go buy an apple. There's so much more to it. And okay, so if anyone listening is in the Baltimore area and they want to get involved, how can they do that? And, and anyone else, I mean, internationally or even within the U.S., if they want to donate or be a part of this cause, how can they do that? Yeah, so the Instagram is Neighborhood Heroes. And we're like up and coming with that um, because like we're, we're small groups. We're trying to like manage everything. But you can feel free to hit me up too on Instagram at Cool Ant. And I, I would love to connect you with everyone that's there. But I got friends that's still operating and going. So if, you, if you're one of those people that just like to know, like me, like to get up and just go, you can meet us every Tuesday. We meet at 400 East Biddle Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21202, right in front of my crib, 6 p.m. And we, we take off around like 6.15-ish every Tuesday. Like we try not to miss a Tuesday. So you can always find somebody out there, whether it's one person by themselves or 500 people together. You know, like we're going to be there and, and, and just w- with open arms. So any any level of athleticism, any level of running, walking, if you got to crawl, we'll crawl with you. Like we'll, we're going to make it work, but we're definitely going to get through that finish line. That's amazing. And so I just have to ask because this is, you know, such a happy ending for you because you are with Nike and what is Nike? What are you doing now? Can we, can we, how can we support you there? Yeah. So, so what I'm doing now, so Nike actually hired me. They, and that's why I love this company so much is they they changed my life. And, And like prior to this, I had a job with another company that partnered with Nike that actually was my introduction to Nike. But nonetheless, like after they told my story, after they did that story, at the same time, I was applying for a job with them and they, they called me like a week later and was like, man, we don't want to just tell your story and leave you in Baltimore. Like that's, that wouldn't be right on our end. And they was like, what can we do to help you? And I was like, well, you know, connect me with some people who don't know from y'all and that can like sponsor what I'm doing. And I was thinking so short term of like, hey, just give us money. And I ended up getting a job out of it. So I was like, wait, that's so much better. <laughs> like, I, like why, why get one check when I can get a career out of this, you know? So now I'm, I'm in position to say like, hey, like, you know, my friends back home, let me connect you all with the Nike reps over there on the East Coast now. So you all can like get the ball rolling on your end about what you can do and like how, you know, you all can kind of fit under this Nike umbrella or if you can fit under this Nike umbrella. So just just being able to, there we go, being able to like build that bridge between community and Nike. It's like, I love the fact that they have someone like me representing that because I'm not going to leave nobody out. Like I'm, I'm going to recognize that quiet kid in the corner over there. So how you can support me, I'll say follow my Instagram. And, and even if you don't follow it, just keep up with it. And like, just wait for me to post that date of like, hey, I'm looking to get some people together on this date because we're going to be doing like, pulling up to some schools, vibing out with some kids, talking to some people, like, you know, some haircuts for the homeless, like really just organizing some some fun things that can continue to seize and water, water the seeds that were already planted in L.A. and then plant some of our own. 
And we really need that here too, because, you know, it is a city where people are keep to themselves a lot. And even when you have a conversation with someone, a lot of times it's, they're also checking out who else they can be talking to. And it, there's, yeah. there's an aspect of a lack of humanity and community. And so someone like you is so necessary for our community. And I just am so grateful that you're here and I will be following you and I will be there. And if you want to, I'm not very good at cutting hair, but I can wash hair and I can maybe condition it and maybe style it. <laughs> so we, I'll we, be we, there. We, we can just make the list of like who's next and then we can control that. Done. <laughs> yeah. I will be there to assist you and be a part of this because people like you, our world can use more people like you. And I'm so grateful I'm so grateful that you're here and that you joined me today. And I will absolutely be supporting you and following you. And so in, in the in the Nike umbrella, you are what? Creating community? Is that what you're so doing? Nike, so my role is an Ekin, which is Nike spelled backwards. And my main thing is like, like uh, brand marketing and then storytelling. Is how can I, how can I, number one, how can I give our accounts and then our community the best Nike experience that they can have? So it's literally like me just being like a voice, a ear, an eye for Nike in the streets of like, hey, you know, it's some people over here, you know, let's, let's get them together for a community run. Send me a hundred pair of demo shoes that they can test out. Let's get some waters. Let's get some food. Let's have some fun, you know, and, and, and just really like, you know, get people moving, like, 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 like let them fall in love with the, just the aspect of sport. I can't think of anyone better to do that job. Truly. I really mean that. Hey, and, and I'm not tooting my own horn, Caleb. I couldn't even when they offered it to me. I was like, hey, who, who's better? Who else well, would you choose? It's already what you're doing. You're, you're, it's actually what you've been doing your entire life. And before I let you go, I just, you've touched on a few times doing haircuts for the homeless. And that seems like something you started before everything, before Neighborhood Heroes, before RUN, which it's an, RUN is an acronym, correct? It is. Yeah. What does so it stand run, for? So our, our, our goal is to RUN, which is Rebuild, Uplift, and Nurture. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. So that's fantastic. I love that. So you started with doing the homeless haircuts. How does one just start? What, with a pair of scissors? No, I actually uh, just go to different barbershops and have conversations with barbers that's like down for something like that. And, you know, I, I'll think them in a way of like a Starbucks gift card or something like that if I can get it. But let's get a team of barbers together. It might be like two, it might be like three. And then we just, you know, pull up to a certain spot in the city and we just like, hey, we do haircuts. And once, once one person get a haircut, it's a wrap. Like, it's like, hey, they go to the next person and we're going to get out. And then you got like a line of people. And, you know, I just love it because like, if you look good, you feel good, you know? So like, you know, and that, that's all people needed that spark. Like that one haircut can be that guy thing of like, dang, I, I forgot how good I look, you know? And that homeless guy might go get a modeling contract that day. It might be motivated to fill out a job application. Like who knows? But it's just about putting people in, in position to show them that they're more than what they think they are. Right. That's incredible. I love that so much. So let's do that here in LA then. Let's do it. Let's find some barbers. I know some hairs, the hair people. Let's do this because I'm I'm down. I'm totally down. As long as maybe, can I just record a live podcast as we're doing it? <laughs> because I'm sure our listeners would love to be a part of that too. And you know, these are the kind of stories. This is why this podcast was started. We want to share these kinds of stories because, you know, life can feel dark and it can feel a lot sometimes and our world can feel big. And you're right. Just just having that spark and finding that spark. And you feel that spark more when you help other people. And until you start giving back to your community and helping others, until you felt that feeling, it's hard to kind of understand that. So I just want 
everyone listening to be motivated and excited to give back any little thing. Start small, right? Just start small, like giving someone a compliment or figuring, just figure out a small way you can help your community, donate water, don't do whatever you can do, anything. Nothing is too small and see the repercussions and how you feel and how it affects the other person. And, you know, it's January. Let's start the year off right. So, and I'm so grateful that you came and you are just such a light in a city that can be kind of dark. So I really appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. I really appreciate this. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but this story is something I live for. It made me, it it reestablished my faith in humanity when I met Aunt Williams. And the entire time we were at that football game, he was spending his time trying to get the football players to give the kids behind us their gloves. So not only is he just at a football game, he's not just enjoying himself. He's trying to figure out how he can also help these kids behind us who are so excited. You can tell it's their first football game. And he's trying to like get the players' attention to give them gloves. And I just love knowing that people like him exist in our world. And, you know, I just am so excited to have his story out there. And if you guys know of someone who can help with neighborhood heroes or someone who is in the Baltimore area who can give back, let's just make this happen. I am grateful that he came on and helped our podcast and he's going to hold me to it and I'm going to hold him to it. We're going to keep making an impact here in Los Angeles. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and feel as excited as I do about having him on. We have another great one coming for you next week. Until then, take care. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Monts. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.